Hello everyone and welcome back to the Bundesliga show brought to you by Over the Bar with your hosts as always, myself Rory Petrie and Mark Broadhurst. Um, welcome back to the show, uh, we're moving on and now into the uh, into the kind of end of the season now so it's all getting very exciting in the Bundesliga, uh, it's all hotting up at the top and, and at the bottom so we're going to be uh, again delving into that. I'm sporting a new a new top as well this uh, this week. A uh, lovely Wolfsburg number. I have to say, I love this shirt. And uh, in celebration of their big five nil win as well. So uh, yeah, it's a good win for Wolfsburg. Uh, if you're back watching the show, obviously welcome back. If you're new to the channel, please do uh, please do hit the subscribe button. If you like what you see, comment, join in the live chat, uh, just get interacting with us. We always like to see new people. On the channel so yeah please do get involved and enjoy the show uh and without further ado we'll go straight over to mark for mark's uh mystery anagram and he'll go through last week's uh to announce if there was any winner and of course announce this week's as well so mark over to you yeah so of course um yeah so let's have a look at reminder of last week's uh week 24's anagram so yeah we had richard fuss here we have richer fuss. So yeah, so we did actually get a couple of people that get what got that one correct on the the chat as well, which is fantastic. Yeah, so good job if you commented that correct. So yeah, it was indeed Urs Fischer, the Union Berlin manager. So yeah, we always say that whenever we have a, a representative on the anagram, Max Mystery anagram, the team always win, and once again. It was true with Union getting a win again this week. So, yeah, good stuff. Excellent stuff yeah, to whoever got it correct. And I hope you guys on the stream also managed to get that correct as well. So let's move on to week 25, Mark's Mystery Anagram. So it's quite a tough one this week because a lot of people got it last week. And I thought, come on, we've got to have a hard one. I think two or three weeks in a row now somebody's got it. So let's have a look at this one. I, I can challenge you that this one is a really tough one, guys, and I'd be really, really surprised if any of you get it correct. So let's have a look. This week it is Boa Bluish. Boa Bluish. So remember, it has to be something related to the Bundesliga, either a player, a coach slash manager, or a club. So yeah, it's Boa Bluish. That's the first word is B-O-A, and the second word is Bluish, B-L-U-E-I-S-H. So Boa Bluish is your Mark's Mystery Anagram for week 25. Let's see if you can get that one. My bet is that nobody will get this one this week. What do you think, Rory? Do you think anyone's going to get it? Uh, I mean, I certainly won't get it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one this week. Ho hopefully someone can, uh, can someone can get that one. Yeah, it really is a tough one. I think when you look at it, you just can't see it in this one. You know, I mean, I know the answer, but you, it's not an easy one. So, yeah. So let's uh, move on. So let's have a look at the uh, results for week 25. So you'll see them at the bottom of your screen. So, yeah, on Friday night, we had a 3-1 win for Augsburg over Borussia Mönchengladbach. Then on to Saturday, Mainz won 1-0 at home to Freiburg. Union Berlin got a 2-1 two, two, win over FC Cologne. Bayern Munich with a big 3-1 win in Werder Bremen on the Saturday afternoon. Wolfsburg with a customary battering for Schalke, 5-0 there in Wolfsburg. Rory sporting the shirt in celebration of that one. Then going on to the Saturday evening game, we had a comfortable 2-0 win for Borussia Dortmund, who also got through to the last eight of the Champions League in midweek. So at least we have one German team through there. Yeah, also uh, moving on to the Sunday, we had a brilliant 2-1 win for Bielefeld in Bayer Leverkusen. And then we had the, the big game of the week was, I wouldn't say it was a poor game, but it was maybe a little bit disappointing. one all between Leipzig and Eintracht Frankfurt. And then because we're filming a little bit earlier this week, the game between Stuttgart and Hoffenheim is currently ongoing, but we will announce the final score at the end of the show. But we, there won't be any analysis for that game because obviously we were recording during the match. So... 
Fantastic. So let's uh, head over. So obviously, because we're coming closer and closer now to the kind of uh, the big, uh, we're into the last 10 game countdown now, aren't we? Big matches happening everywhere, the top of the league, at the bottom of the league, the European places. It's really, really hotting up at every end of the table. So we've actually decided to, we've kept it as OTB's featured four, but we've actually got five games being uh, analysed this week. Yeah, because we just thought some games, there were too many big games this week and we had to analyse five. So let's have a look. So we're going to start with, uh, yeah, I mean, what was, to be honest, I thought a pretty comfortable 3-1 win for FC Bayern Munich at on-form Werder Bremen, who actually got a really big 2-0 win in Bielefeld in, on the Wednesday for the game in hand, which actually, for me, that pretty much made them safe, to be honest, Werder Bremen, on to 30 points. Well, at the time, it was 30 points from 24 games. Obviously, now it's 30 points from 25 games. But, yeah, for me, their job was done. This was like a free hit. But I thought, to be honest with you, Rory, I thought this was a really professional performance from Bayern. And for me, the star of the show was that man, the evergreen Thomas Muller, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. Uh, very uh, professional performance, like you said. Uh, well, I say clinical. Lewandowski actually wasn't that clinical. Yeah. So he, he could have had a, he could have had a number of goals actually. But um, yeah, the, from the team's point of view, I thought they were really dangerous going forwards. Um, they only started to switch off towards the end, the last five minutes, where obviously Werder broke forward and and did get a consolation goal in the end. Um, so defensively, I think they would have been a lot more pleased than they have been obviously of late um and yeah it was a thoroughly uh professional performance as you mentioned muller um you know provider for the first two two goals obviously the first goal he flicks on for Goretzka I mean obviously it counts as an assist but I'm not sure he you know is necessarily aiming for Goretzka but the second assist is something superb really really impressive from uh, from Muller, obviously, he has to bring the ball down in his chest. He's in the air, has to then take the ball down, have the composure in the middle of the box when he's surrounded by players to pick out the right pass. It's a lovely weighted pass for Gnabry to run onto, and he'd already had a few chances, Gnabry himself, and he obviously put it away um, to make it 2 0 and made the game comfortable. So, yeah, I, I think I agree with you there, Mark, in the fact that Thomas Muller was crucial to this game. Um, he was doing his best to sell off his mate Lewandowski, but and the Polish striker did manage to hit the uh, hit the upright a good few times. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he was getting frustrated. And then, obviously, he tried, try and try again. And then a, a bit of luck that Lewandowski wanted. A couple of deflections and the ball just fell to his feet just in front of goal uh, to tap in. So when your luck's in, your luck's in. So he did get his goal in the end. Um, to make it 3-0, of course, the, the points were going home with the champions. Yeah, really good performance. Very impressive. They put out a full, near enough full strength team, I think. Um, and, you know, Julie were just too much, even for, a, a, yeah, like I said, an informed Verder side. Um, I think, as you mentioned, the win midweek for Verder kind of confirms their safety. Um, but they'll be pleased with how they're playing recently. You know, losing 3-1 to Bayern is no disgrace. And Obviously, they got themselves a goal and looked dangerous towards the end of the game. Um, they can just, you know, dust themselves down and go again next week. But, yeah, very professional performance from Bayern. I thought they looked quite ominous indeed. Yeah, I just wanted to mention a bit more about Thomas Müller. I mean, this is a guy that just two years ago, I think very much to the shock of the German public, was outcast by Joachim Löw which was a massive surprise to everyone in Germany. I mean, obviously, Joachim Löw is going to step down now after the Euros, so that could potentially lead to a door back in. In fact, I think there's even been, he even left the door open for potentially Euro 2021. I mean, if you look at his statistics this season, he's taken part in 23 games. He's got 10 goals and 13 assists. I mean, that's just... That's just outstanding. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. a couple of years ago, I would agree that he almost looked finished in a way. Like he had, a, he had one or two very poor seasons by his standards. But the last two seasons has been well and truly back on form. You know, I think last season he beat the record for the number of assists. I think he got like 23 assists in the season. Mm -hmm. Here he's just been outstanding as well, hasn't he? And they really missed him when he was out with COVID a few weeks ago for the Frankfurt yeah. game. 
and I just, I just want to kind of yeah put some respect on his name because I think he's been brilliant this season and yeah I mean another man that I think has been really really good for buying this season is Leon Goretzka as well and I, I think for me he's got to be in the talking for player of the season really this year in the Bundesliga I think obviously it's it's usually in the Bundesliga they do tend to give it to like the superstar striker so it probably will be Lewandowski or Haaland or potentially Andre Silva as well but I think for me he's just been outstanding this season like some of the skill in midfield and he's just like constantly creating chances he's just been brilliant for me would you agree with that would you say that uh, Leon Goretzka should be in the in the conversation for player of the year but yeah he should be in the conversation the the guy's an absolute beast he comes up with important goals He's got a hammer of of a of a strike of a football, um, and he can't, and he's adding to his game week on week. It seems. I think we were discussing this only maybe a few weeks ago, in the fact that he's becoming more of an all rounded footballer. Um, he's he's showed some really nice touches, some nice vision to pick out some some you know assists for goals in recent weeks as well. So, yeah, I, I think he's a a vital cog to to the Bayern midfield and. It's no surprise when he or Kimmich or or even Muller when they sit out to be rested or injured, then and they're they're clearly missed. Um, so yeah, he's definitely in the conversation for me. Yeah, I think it's interesting with Bayern because they've always been built around those kind of like uh, German players, really. You know, like they do around the kind of spine of the team. They always like to have like the German guys in the spine. Obviously, as you mentioned, Joshua Kimmich. Obviously, Thomas Muller, now Leon Goretzka, I would include in that kind of a uh, superstar kind of players. You know, it's uh, obviously in the past, Schweinsteiger, Philipp Lahm. They've always kind of liked to have the German guys at the centre of the team. And I think, yeah, obviously, even though Lewandowski remains a star, man, I definitely think that's that German midfield is very, very important to the team. They also, I just want to mention that I think they will be a little bit disappointed about not keeping the clean sheet because we mentioned, I think Hansi Flick has also mentioned in detail about that he has been disappointed with the defensive effort at times this season. They have broken the wrong records as well. They've conceded more goals at this stage of the season, I think, since like the 80s or something mm -hmm. like that. So it's, uh, and I think, yeah, I mean, Verda didn't really create much at all in this game, did they? A couple of shots, but I think they will be disappointed. Obviously, Nicholas Fulkrug getting the goal. He was a man that we kind of talked about a lot early on in the season, didn't he? But then he got that injury. It's good to see him back and scoring goals again as well, because he looked like a real prospect. I think he got a hat-trick quite early in the season again. So, yeah, it's good to see him back and hopefully he can finish the season solidly. But, yeah, I think as for Werder, I mean, they can be pretty happy with the season for me. I think that 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 game against Bielefeld was like a cup final in some ways, really. And they, they won it despite maybe being second best for long parts. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, they got the win. And I think uh, Kerfeld is going to be quite happy with the way the season's going now. Yeah, any thoughts on, on Werder just to close that game? Um, nothing more than what you've already said, really. I think, like you said, they'll they'll be as a season overall so far. They'll be quite pleased. Um, obviously, they last season they they got drawn into a relegation race that they probably shouldn't have been involved in. Um, obviously, then had to go through the process of a of a nasty relegation playoff um match. So yeah, obviously they now look fairly safe. They can now start thinking. And preparing really for next season about where they want to take the club. They've got some good players coming through, um, very kind of good little technical players as well, actually. So, um, and they've got some bulk at the back as well. Um, so they've got the basis of a really solid team. And uh, I think the the if they keep on playing that way, they have them in recent weeks, mid table comfortable. Uh, obviously, definitely this season they'll and they'll like to try and challenge themselves for next season as well. Yeah, absolutely. So let's move on to the, the other end of the table now with uh, uh, the next game in the, the feature five. So yeah, it was Leverkusen. For me, this was possibly the game of the weekend in terms of entertainment. And I've just got to say, let's put some respect on the name of Armenia Bielefeld for this performance. I mean, they, they played, we all know about what happens with uh, midweek games in Germany. They did play a midweek game. And yeah, I mean, this was just, uh, it was the two Japanese guys as well doing the business for Bielefeld. Uh, obviously, Ritsu Doan and then Ma uh, Masaya Akugawa. Sorry, I'm, Japanese isn't one of my better languages, unfortunately. But yeah, it's, uh, I mean, he had, he had the freedom of the Bay Arena for that game just to slide in the second goal, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've talked a lot before. We'll talk about this more. But yeah, I think. Uh, 
the Bundesliga is really becoming a good breeding ground for good Japanese players. It really is. We've mentioned a lot of them. We'll talk a bit more about that later, Rory, but what did you think of this Bielefeld performance? Oh, I was thoroughly impressed, actually, um, with everything that they'd gone through in midweek and, and the fact that um, they were playing away against Leverkusen. Just, just felt like one one game too many for them. It wasn't a game that I expected them to, to pick up points in. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, I think they came out, they, uh, they weathered the, the, the initial storm of things. Leverkusen started fairly positively, mm. um, but then got themselves into it. Uh, obviously Ritsu Doan has, has showed, showed us plenty of glimpses of what he can do and has, has been a vital player for, for Bielefeld and has, has added, um, important goals throughout the season. It's not like he's scored goals and goals and goals, but the goals that he has scored have been have been important to his club, uh, and no more no more so than today. Um, obviously, he got the he got the first goal. Uh, he was in, involved in pretty much everything. Um, obviously, he had that indirect free kick inside the area because of a of a back pass. Um, that was a bit of a mix up in the Leverkusen uh, defense that. Uh, was deflected narrowly wide, um, and and of course, um, his his Japanese power um, w- was able to to get that second crucial goal in, in at a time where I anticipated Leverkusen to come back into it. Um, I think you always felt that Bielefeld would have needed that second goal to to get the three points, um, and it obviously led to be the case because Leverkusen did did fight back to get. Um, to get one back in in the end later on, and and me and Mark, uh, we were talking about this this game earlier on when when we were watching it, and it was a very frantic end because Bielefeld knew how important this win may well be to to their season in, in you know in general. Um, so it was it was you know all all hands to the pump. There was a few few chances. I think Ilario and Frimpong went close really late on, um, and. Well, and Bielefeld almost scored on the break um, mm-hmm. as well. It was really frantic, actually, and it was a hugely important uh, win for Bielefeld. I thought, again, uh, the, the keeper, Ortega, had to pull off a, a couple of key saves. Um, there wasn't that many standout chances for Leverkusen. A lot of them were half chances, but the save from Demare Gray's volley was exceptional. Yeah. Um, so, again, he... and. I've said it already before. In in a season where there's been a lot of poor goalkeeping, Ortega for me has been one of the few that's been quite consistent throughout the season. Has been a reason why Bielefeld have kept you know kept a lid on the amount of goals that they've conceded. So yeah, what what a win that is, um, and it massively massively opens up now this relegation race that we have uh, a four way uh, relegation race between. Cologne, Bielefeld, Hertha, and Mainz, and I mean Hertha now in the relegation playoff place as a result of Bielefeld's win. They jump up, uh, jump up two. I mean that, that is just massive in the context of the relegation race. Really is so. It's opened things up massively. Teams are so close together between those four. Could be any four of them. Um, it will be really exciting to see how the rest of it goes this season. Um, just on the part of Leverkusen they are also a team in free fall really uh that then alongside Gladbach they're kind of battling it out to have the biggest kind of fall from grace um obviously Leverkusen were top of the Bundesliga um and now they're sitting down in sixth place it is a massive massive failure really um given the the way they were playing the confidence that they had and it's just completely gone the other way they're 18 points behind Bayern Munich now considering the obviously how well they started the season is a massive massive disappointment I'd say for for Leverkusen fans I'm really shocked at how things have gone um the talent that they have at the top end of the pitch um I thought would be enough um as the Problem is though that their defense has really started to shake and shake badly, and that's why they're conceding goals. And uh, they look, yeah, they look a bit of a, a bit of a team in distress at the moment. I have to say. Yeah, I just wanted to mention a, a point on obviously Bielefeld's style as well because last week we went on quite a lot about the fact that Uwe Neuhaus had been harshly fired, which I stand by. 
But I've got to say, in the two performances this week, the Frank Kramer has set them up. They look a much more a side that want to go forward and score goals. Do you know what I mean? I mean, me and Rory have mentioned a lot that at times they just look completely toothless. And not only do they not score, but they don't really create many chances either. Whereas for me in this game, that's probably the most efforts that they've had in, that I've seen in a Bielefeld game this season, you know. And I think also I watched the game midweek as well against uh, Werder Bremen. And they, despite not scoring, they had a lot of chances and a lot of shots as well. So we could start to see a new Bielefeld from now on. We could see a Bielefeld, even if you look at the formation as well, they went with two strikers as well in this game. Obviously, Fabian Close has really struggled on his first Bundesliga season. He was their talisman last season. But I think it really helped to have young Masaya Okagawa, who hasn't played a lot this season. Obviously, he got the goal. He finished his chance well. And I just think, yeah, I mean... Remember, in the Bundesliga, it's famous for being a very attacking league, you know. I mean, there's not many teams that sit out and try and defend and try and keep a nil-nil. Whereas, let's be honest, Bielefeld have done that a lot this season. I think now we could see a change of tack. And uh, obviously, Frank Kramer, he's come from RB Salzburg and the Red Bull branch, the, the Red Bull brand really prioritises attacking, entertaining football. So I don't expect him to want to be defensive at all, you know. So maybe we could see a new kind of uh, Bielefeld team. And certainly if that's the first result he's going to get, then it's a, it's a damn good place to start. Let's just say yeah. that with probably the best performance of the season, and probably the best result of the season as well. So... Fair play, Frank Kramer. We criticized. We said you uh, maybe you were a bit lucky to be in the job last week, but so far so good, young man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. So uh, yeah, and obviously another point is that brings them up to twenty-two points, and not only out of the bottom two, but out of the bottom three as well. So yeah, they're hanging in that. They're in safety at the moment. So yeah, what's going to happen from now on? Only time will tell. So let's move into a team. Talking of teams that are now more or less officially safe, look no further than Augsburg, who I think we said in the uh, the, the kind of uh, build-up to this game that, yeah, this is a real chance for Augsburg to get that elusive win. They needed, I, I always felt they needed one more win to officially confirm the safety and they would be in the Bundesliga again. And obviously they got it. They didn't do it the easy way with Lars Stindl missing the first half penalty, which is just, it's just been typical Gladbach of the last uh, two months, really. And it's since Marco Rosa introduced his departure to Dortmund ahead of next season. But Rory, what, what did you make of the second half performance from Augsburg there? Um, yeah, it was really impressive, and I thought they took their chances really well. Um, obviously, they started off with the headed goal from the corner, um, just a ball into the near post uh, with a bit of pace, and and um, obviously the, the substitute Vargas has gone got onto it, and I think it's Stindl who's kind of you know on on his haunches a little bit, who doesn't get up for the header well enough. Um, but obviously, I mean, in the context of this game, so when I saw the result. Um, from not being able to watch it at the time, I actually assumed that it just Gladbach were awful and Augsburg just schooled them. But in fairness, Gladbach absolutely dominated the first half. Uh, they were really wasteful. Obviously, the penalty is, you know, obviously is a huge chance. Stindl doesn't even hit the target. He misses completely, which is just criminal. Um, he had a number of chances before that as well. Chiram had a few chances. They, they were just wasteful. Um, on another day, they may have had a 2-0 lead, give or take at half time. So it could have been another story. Um, and then they actually responded quite well. Obviously, again, uh, Gladbach got back into it 1-1 uh, with a Neuhaus. Very cool finish inside the area, actually. Put it bottom corner. And then from that point on, you kind of expect Gladbach to go on and take the game on themselves. But far from, I thought Augsburg were really impressive, actually. Um, they kind of got, got themselves back in, well, not back into the game. They already were in the game, but Udukai got got down the left and and putting putting across into into the area, into the danger area, and ultimately a, a glad backside that a low on confidence and they just caused sheer panic. Um, so they weren't able to get it clear. Uh, the ball did fall to to Richter and he slides in a lovely, well, a well hit shot, and obviously get get themselves the lead again, which is obviously was crucially important. Um, and then Hahn uh, raced clear later on, on the break um, to finish uh, with a lovely goal, actually, a, a chipped 
chipped finish over Jan Sommer to, to make it 3-1 and, and to win all the points. Um, but yeah, it was a really uh, good second half performance, I'd say, from Augsburg. They they just about managed to weather the storm of the first half. Um, like I say, if Gladbach were more clinical, then it could have been a different story. Um, but yeah, really well done to Gladbach. That, that is ultimately the win that keeps them in the division. Um, for next season, they look... Um, they just look like a team who know when they need to get a result. Uh, and they've shown that in recent weeks, actually, um, and picked up a vital home win as well this weekend. So fair play to them. That's a really good and important result. They'll be in the Bundesliga next season. So well done to Augsburg. Um, on the on the side of Gladbach, um, I mean... It's not a timely a timely result given everything that's going on. They're in absolute free fall. Um I, I just don't know how Rosa can still be in in the chair. Obviously, we've kind of talked about it. Maybe it's a financial standpoint. Maybe they can't afford to now take him out of, of the job. They don't want to buy him out, um, or pay him off rather. Um, and they're just gonna they probably accept now they're not going to get a European spot. So they just think we're not going to get relegated. We're just going to have to go fresh next season, um, which is a bit of a, a very uh, unimaginative and um, not a very ambitious way of thinking, really. Um, they were well within a shot of getting a top six or even top four finish a couple of months ago when this all kind of started to go, go uh, downhill. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Obviously, it wasn't a terrible performance, but again, lack of clinicality in front of goal has, has ultimately cost them and, and their their season's over, really. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, they do play Manchester City in the second leg this midweek, but it's very, very unlikely they're going to turn that one around. I think they really, really do need the God the divine intervention in that match if they're going to continue. But yeah, I mean, 27 shots from Gladbach in this game, you know, eight on target, 14 off target and five blocked. But I just think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with you on the point that it wasn't a bad performance, but it was very, very kind of typical of this Gladbach side in the last few months. I mean, of their, obviously, Turam had an amazing season last year in Player, but have they really done it that much in the Bundesliga this season? I'm not convinced, you know. And I mean, I, I get the feeling Turam's the kind of player that would have wanted a big move. I mean, he was linked, I think, to Juventus last summer. And I think uh, even Paris Saint-Germain were showing a bit of interest too, but I'm not sure now whether anyone would really want to take him on. I mean, obviously, he's had some disciplinary issues with the spitting incident just before Christmas, where he got the, the six-match ban. The, the season just kind of turned into a disaster, really. You know, I mean, we saw the kind of togetherness that they showed in the... Um, the matches in the Champions League before the Christmas break. And it just looks like a shadow of the side that showed such togetherness and celebrated getting through into the knockout stages so heavily, you know. Mm -hmm. it, I think it's quite sad in a way because this, I think also you've got to be looking at the people at the top of the club as well. It, I mean, I don't know who it was that announced the decision that Rosa was going or who let him go. But for me, that was poor, really. You know, it does show a bit of a lack of ambition, even if you plan on letting him go at the end of the season. For me, you've got to keep your man that's done really well for you, like in the hot seats and keep him focused until the end of the season, you know, because yeah. this is what can happen. If, if you end up losing focus like that, which clearly Rosa has, clearly the players aren't playing for him anymore. Whether they even talk, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, clearly it's fallen apart. I think that's four or five straight defeats for them now, and they probably won one out of the last seven or eight. So it's just been a collapse, really, as well as falling out of the DFB Pokal and also losing the first leg at home against Manchester City in the Champions League. So, as you say, the season's over as of probably Wednesday night, you know. And yeah, I mean, they've got they've just got to hope for a top half finish now because at the minute that's not looking likely either. And bottom half will be catastrophic, really. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we could see an exodus. We could see uh, a few players leave the club. Uh, past is new. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of Gladbach side lines up next season and whether they do get Jesse Marsh through the door, which is being talked about a little bit at the moment. We'll have to see. Uh, it's going to be an interesting few months ahead at the uh, Nordrhein-Westfalen club, though, that's for sure. Okay, so let's move on to another game. And uh, we thought that because Rory's wearing the shirt that we've got to kind of uh, have this game on there. 
And it was, I mean, it was the win of the week, wasn't it? It was a 5-0 win for Wolfsburg against Schalke. But, I mean, to be honest with you, if that was Wolfsburg versus a semi-professional team like Rory's team, maybe, over in... To be honest, I wouldn't have been surprised. I mean, it was just... Every week, I think it can't get any worse for Schalke, but it just does, doesn't it, Rory? Yeah, it does. Um... I mean, where where do you even start with the first goal? Um, obviously, it's a Mustafi own goal, uh, bringing his Arsenal form over to Schalke, which I'm sure Schalke fans won't be very happy about. Um, the, just the, I mean, for a start, what what's the point in heading it backwards? If you, I mean, it's fine, like he's obviously got the idea of heading it back to the keeper, but just head it clear. Um, so, from, I mean, that's just poor decision making. The keeper's obviously anticipating the ball goes somewhere else, and he can't can't catch up with it. So, what a way to start! Well, that was after about half an hour, I think, actually, because um, Schalke had managed to hold them off for that long. Um, and then from yeah, from that point onwards, it 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 was really a comfortable display of of ruthlessness from from Wolfsburg. Um, Weghorst was at the heart of everything good that they did. Um, obviously, he able he was able to get a goal for himself and and set up two more. Um, you know the likes of of Baku, uh, obviously getting forward to get himself a goal. Brekalo, uh, who put um put home the fourth after being set up by Veghorst and and then uh, two subs combined to to make it five 0 with with Maximilian Philip getting getting the fifth late on. Um, could yeah, could have been any number really. Could have been more than five. Um, Schalke, I think it was at three 0 Schalke had a couple of chances, maybe to have sparked some sort of um, comeback in the game, but it wasn't to be, unfortunately, for them. Um, and yeah, I mean, we were saying last week or during the prediction show, uh, whichever one it was, uh, uh, escapes me, and we were saying that this was, you know, this was the bankers, the perfect game for Wolfsburg to get. You know, get the you know the bad loss of last week out of their heads, and and it proved to be the case that that was quite literally what happened. Um, it strengthens Wolfsburg's uh, hold on on third place, uh, certainly from the results that we've seen over the weekend. Um, they're now starting to look like um, they will hopefully be quite safe in third place. Um, the the battle for the top four now kind of looks between Frankfurt, Dortmund and maybe Leverkusen if they can sort themselves out to an extent. Um, because the way that Wolfsburg play, they're just, they're too well set up. I can't see them throwing in too many shockers uh, towards the end of the season. Um, uh, and yeah, they they look like a really good side, Wolfsburg. Oh, I'm really excited to see how, how well they finish this season because... Um, They'll have hopefully Champions League football next season. Then can they strengthen in in certain areas for next season as well? Uh, this could be really the start of, of some something really special at the club. Um, and you know, if, if they've got ambitions of of kind of taking the club forward and wanting to to you know challenge for titles, perhaps in the seasons to come, then you know, then why not? The the way that they're playing at the moment is is really impressive. Um, they've got a good good setup and a good squad, and uh, yeah, really really impressive and professional performance. Um, I don't really need to say much about Schalke that hasn't already been said. Um, as you mentioned, maybe maybe um, it could have been a semi pro team or even an amateur team playing this weekend instead of Schalke. Um, just completely devoid of any kind of ideas. Uh, it's yeah, it's obviously completely all now on on next season how they recover. Um, obviously, if they start to try and sort the club out from top to bottom, then maybe they'll have an okay season next season and potentially come straight back up. That you know that'd be brilliant because we, obviously the size of the club is is something that you know you want you want to see a successful and a good Schalke team in the Bundesliga. Um, that that for me is something that will be missed next season. Um, but yeah, they're they're down and out unfortunately, and they're they're not turning up to to any of these games either. 
Yeah, I think I was watching the German commentary for this game, and uh, the German commentator, he said, Eigentor von der Weltmeister, and it literally means own goal from the world champion with the, <laughs> with the Mustafi one. And I thought that just about summed up, uh, I think it just about summed up Mustafi and Schalke, really. Do you know what I mean? It was just absolutely atrocious. That first goal just summed up their season for me, really. Yeah, it's, um, and I think, obviously, looking at the statistics as well, they are now down to minus 50 with the goal difference. Minus 50, you know. I mean, to an extent, the writing was on the wall after the 8-0 win in the first weekend of the season. But I think people thought they'd get a little bit better, you know. But I think to be on minus 50 after 25 games, you know, that is just... Just to put it into context, Sheffield United, who are bottom of the Premier League, they have a goal difference of minus 35. So it's quite... And they lost 5-0 today as well, you know. So I think, yeah, it puts into context just how bad uh, Schalke have been, you know. It's just... Uh, really, really is shocking. Only 16 goals scored, 66 conceded. It's just, um, I mean, I actually, in preparation for this match, I looked at the record of the worst ever Bundesliga team because I thought Schalke, they must be quite close to it. But actually, they have beaten the record of the worst Bundesliga team, which was Tasmania Berlin. But when I looked at the... Um, the history behind them, they were put into the league. Like they weren't, they didn't get promoted. They were just put into the league because they wanted a team from West Berlin in the Bundesliga at that time. So I guess they were never real. It was basically like putting a League One team into the Premier League. So I think in, in reality, we could be looking at the worst ever, like uh, legitimate Bundesliga team really here. I mean, 10 points from 25 games, a minus 50 goal difference is just... I mean, a team like Schalke simply shouldn't be so bad, you know. They have got World Cup winners in that team. And it's just, uh, I mean, I've just never known anything like it. I, I'm not sure in all of my life watching football that I've ever seen a worse season from one team. I can honestly say that. I mean, it's, it's been very interesting following it on the Bundesliga show. But for me, I can never remember at the top level of football seeing a worse professional football team. Would you agree with that, Rory? Or do you think I'm be a, a bit out of my mind there really <laughs> uh, i mean other than maybe Derby county from from yeah. an english perspective yeah. that 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 uh, record that still still stands um but yeah from from a bundesliga perspective i, I obviously in my short time following the league I, i've not actually seen uh no certain, certainly not seen a, a worse team than this current Schalke one that's for sure to put it into context, Paderborn, who, let's be honest, really struggled last season, they got 20 points and four wins, you know. This Schalke team, barring like a late flurry, they're not even going to get 14 or 15 points, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it just, I'm sorry, Schalke fans, but I know you're suffering, I know you're hurting, but I just, uh, yeah, I hope you all the best in the last nine games that you can at least save a bit of face, really. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, congrats to Wolfsburg. Very good team, good manager, well set up. Yeah, I hope you get top four, guys. So over to the last game uh, of the uh, feature games this week, which I wanted to put this one in there because it was such a big game. And I mean, it was it was a Saturday afternoon game between Mainz, who started the game as second bottom, but they got the 1-0 win over Freiburg. So yeah, I mean... It was a Robin Quezon 86-minute strike after a great save from the goalkeeper, fell nicely to his feet and he put it away. But I think it was quite an entertaining game. I mean, perhaps Freiburg did have the better of the chances, especially Adam Salai hitting the woodwork twice. He's going to be a little bit disappointed that he didn't find the net. And I think it was one of those games, Rory, where it was always going to be the, uh, the first goal wins really there. Yeah, I reckon so. Um, it didn't surprise me that it took to, to the end of the game to get a goal. Um, it, it just felt like one of those games where it was crucial. Freiburg struggling a little bit more now in front of goal um, after their their great run um, a little while ago in the season. Um, and it, yeah, it was just one of those games where he felt there's an opportunity for, for Mines to to come out on top and get a vital win, which they did in the end. Um Obviously, as you as you rightly mentioned, there's there was a good uh, a good few opportunities for for Salai, um, De Costa from from Mines as well did rattle the crossbar in the first half. Um, so it, it wasn't actually a bad one nil game as sometimes the scoreline can suggest. Um, but it was always going to be the the first goal that probably won the game. So yeah, it's. 
Good. It's important that mine's got this win because obviously there's a few games in the last few weeks where we thought they might go on to win after getting a bit of momentum again and they didn't quite show up. Obviously, they didn't win the Schalke game, which they should have. Um, so that that was um, you know a bit disappointing. So yeah, huge win and obviously given the results that have happened uh, this weekend, especially the Bielefeld result, that you know is a crucial win. Win really because if they hadn't done, they would have been um, you know on 19 or or um, 19 points basically. Yeah, uh, if they hadn't won the game, and they would have been a little bit more adrift and, and probably would have been running out of time. So it was a, a crucial win. Uh, they're obviously they're joint on points with Hertha, um, but obviously uh, uh, behind them because of. The, inferior goal difference um but it's really close uh the goal differences between the four teams are very similar um so it, it's literally just going to be a shootout between those four teams who can who can pick up the wins who can pick up those crucial those crucial points last minute goals are obviously going to be key and uh, Quezon's goal uh, in this game could be you know could be the goal that keeps them up at the end of the season you, you never know um looking back on how important these games are you know, and these points are going to be. So, yeah, they looked dead and buried a little while ago, but they've they've showed some real character and come back into it, um, despite selling their their golden boy, Mateta. Uh, um, so, it was, which was a very strange uh, sell, sell at the time. So, yeah, fair, fair play to mine. They're well within a shot. Um, unfortunately, they're still in the relegation zone because of the results, but they're still alive and kicking. Yeah, I mean, fair play to Mainz. Maybe Mateta wasn't such a golden boy after all, because they've looked a lot better with it without him. You know, I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, I think this was a big win because if you look at the last two games, they lost at home to Augsburg when a lot of people were tipping them to win. Then they drew that game against Schalke, and then all of a sudden, if you're not winning this game against an off-form Freiburg, it's looking like a bit of a poor run of form, really. Do you know what I mean? But now, all of a sudden, it's four points from three games, which is always good for a team that's struggling. You know, it's a good mm -hmm. ratio. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's a big result for them, and it was. I wouldn't say it was the best. They, they play better this season, but sometimes you need to win when you're not at your very top, especially for those lower teams because they don't do that very often, which is largely why they're so far down the table, you know. But yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to the relegation battle for the rest of this season. It's very very tight. Obviously, um, yeah. As a Wigan fan, I always look out for the teams down at the bottom. So it's very, it's probably more interesting to me than the title race as being a Wigan fan. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. But it's, it could be any any one of four, really. And then anyone gets the relegation place as well. So let's move on. Just quickly sum up the other games. The other games were like relatively straightforward and relatively predictable, I guess. So let's start with Dortmund's 2-0 win over Hertha Berlin. Yeah, I didn't think this was a great game, to be honest with you, but it was the kind of win that Dortmund need to get after winning uh, in the Champions League. And yeah, I mean, it did take this fantastic strike from Brandt. Well, I'll say a fantastic strike. It was, it, yeah, aesthetically, it was a fantastic strike, but maybe the goalkeeper, Jarstein, should have done better for me. But I think probably the big moment in that game was obviously Mukuku getting his third goal of the season. He, he has a... He seems to like that drag past the defender and then the finish. You know, that seems to be his kind of trademark. But he looks a real player. I mean, the guy's 16. Do you know what I mean? And he already looks like he's not always been great at this level, but he looks like in a couple of years, he's going to be a world beater, Rory. Yeah, I think what's probably helped him is that the hype has probably gone down a little bit in the last month or so because all, all we heard about was this player coming through the ranks. He's going to score goals, like silly numbers. And, and obviously he got his chance. He did obviously break the record as well, which was important maybe for him from a mental point of view. And then he did go quiet a little bit and we haven't seen as much of him. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a good confidence boost for him. Um, probably, again, some poor keeping. Yarstein being at the near post. Um, the, obviously, the brand strike is a clean strike. Maybe a slight wobble on it, but you can't really um, kind of give any excuses to the keeper. He's beaten for pace. Uh, he needs to get his body behind it or get something on it. Because um, at the end of the day, Hertha are in all sorts of bother because of the results of this weekend. Uh, they now look in serious, serious trouble. Um, if, if you didn't believe it already, 
uh, well, believe it now, because they are in a relegation playoff place as we speak. Um, a team like that, it's crazy for them to be in this sort of position. But, you know, you're never too good to, to not go down. Um, so they need to start picking up results and they need to start doing it quickly. Um, and keeper errors are not going to help them. So, yeah, good, important win for Dortmund in terms of keeping keeping up with the, the top four races. They're starting to look like they're closing in on Frankfurt right now. Um, so that would be a close battle as well. So uh, good result for Dortmund and, uh, yeah, trouble at Hertha. Absolutely, yeah. And then, obviously, uh, another Saturday afternoon game, Union Berlin with a come-from-behind win over FC Cologne. The two sides traded penalties. To be honest with you, I, I thought the, the thing that stood out for me really was, I mean, this handball for the Union penalty, Cologne, they looked in control of the game, you know, and you're a team like, you've got to be targeting this kind of game if you are Cologne. It's just so clumsy to have your, ha your hands so far away from your body. The guy, the, the young defender, he looked absolutely gutted, didn't he? Because he knew that he made a stupid mistake. Obviously, you can't give Max Cruiser a second chance. He tucks the penalty away comfortably. Then a few minutes later, through another of their excellent players, Trimmel, the fullback, drills in. Or he's, he's more accustomed to getting assists, but in this case, he gets the goal. And yeah, I mean, he's one of the kind of unsung heroes from fullback for uh, Union Berlin. But yeah, for me, this is another one that slipped away, Rory, for Cologne, because at 1-0, they looked relatively comfortable, I thought. Yeah, again, it was probably one of those games where you thought it, it, it was a chance for them to pick up some points against an indifferent kind of form-wise uh, Union side. Um, but Union do what they do best. You know, they kind of came back into it. They battled into it and, and used their set piece as a, as a weapon. And obviously Trimmel, instead of assisting goals, managed to get himself one as well, as you mentioned. Um, so good win for Union, um, obviously boosting their already impressive season that, that they've been having. Obviously, they're, they're sitting in seventh just outside of that European um, kind of football spot. And if Leverkusen keep on free-falling, then who knows? They might get sixth yet. We'll have to see. So they're well, in, well within the fight. So big win for them. Uh, Cologne, obviously, have got a lot of work to do themselves. Have been dragged back into the race very badly. Um, so... Yeah, as I've already said throughout this video, throughout this recording, uh, it's just a shootout now. You know, to, well, one definitely goes from four. The One of them obviously will go into a relegation playoff place and potentially go down. So, yeah, the, you know, you've got to start picking up results and you've got to start doing it quickly. Absolutely. And then the last game of the week, which I don't think anybody thought would be the last game we were covering, but it was the only draw of the week. So we thought it was only fair. So, yeah, it was a Leipzig v. Frankfurt game. Yeah, and it did finish a one-all draw. I think, for me, the, the happier of the sides probably will be Frankfurt because, obviously, it now opens up the gap to four points again. So, now, last week we talked a lot that it's still in Leipzig's hands despite being in second. Now it's no longer in Leipzig's hands. Who would you say had the better of that one, Rory, from what you saw? Uh, from what I saw, certainly from the first half, RB looks quite impressive and Frankfurt was struggling to get out and, and really establish themselves in the game. Uh, didn't really have any genuine attempts on effort until quite late on in the first half and that wasn't even a particularly good chance or, or effort on goal. Um, and RB obviously are a confident team, especially in the Bundesliga um, you know, set set aside their odd performances in in the knockout rounds of the Champions League. Um, I think they've been really impressive. Um, however, a few points in the game were probably turning points. Uh, obviously, losing Upamecano to injury, I think, was obviously quite quite an important um, part of the game. Um, obviously, Orban did have a goal chalked off correctly for offside as well. Um, that was before Forsberg scored, but that could have potentially been 2 0 and, and a more inviting lead, perhaps. But uh, the man that we've praised many times already this season for his for his great play got got Frankfurt back into it. Uh, um, Daichi Kamada, um, a couple of goals in in a couple of weeks uh, for Kamada. He's been looking um, like he's getting a few more goals, which is great for him. Um, which obviously got Frankfurt a very, very important point. Uh, they could have won it at the end, actually. Jovic had a very good chance. Uh, it'll be disappointing to have, to have fluffed his lines, really. Um, but 
yeah, obviously the the gap between RB and, and buying goes to four, and uh, a lot of um, focus will go towards the RB buying game in in a matter of weeks. Um, but obviously, if they can keep it for you know at least until before that game, and, and maybe bag a win, it goes down to one point. Then you never know. You just got to take it as long and as deep as you can. If you're RB, make buy and sweat on you know on results on games, thinking, oh, we haven't won it yet, and we're still, and there's only three or four weeks to go, or or like you know maybe start to doubt themselves in, in a way. That's the only way that you can really go about it. Um, obviously, they're going to have to win the buy in game. Um, as well, so yeah, Frankfurt probably the more pleased, but RB still well in the title race. Yeah, I think obviously with uh, Bayern still being involved with Europe as well, uh, yeah, that could probably be their priority ahead of the Bundesliga. So that could also be an in- yeah, as you say, if they can keep it to like two, three points, then uh, they have a chance. Yeah, and just to let you know, guys, there has just been a result as well. Uh, Stuttgart got a 2-0 home win over Hoffenheim with an own goal from Kazim Adams and a Sasha Kaladzic goal. His 13th goal of the season. I didn't realise he had so many, but yeah, he's having a really, really good season for them. And yeah, I mean, Stuttgart's season just goes from strength to strength. They're still in with a shout for a European place. Okay, so let's uh, let's quickly just sum up our um, hero and zero of the week this week so yeah so over to rory for the uh the hero uh yeah so very quickly we'll go we'll go over the hero and the hero and zero um i'll just start off with the zero um and uh had two contenders really i think vladimir the reader for his awful tackle on on royce was a bit naughty but we had unfortunately again to give it to a goalkeeper in the Bundesliga, what a shock. Um, it was Rhun uh, Yastin for his incredibly uh, poor effort saving the Julian Brandt strike. Um, it was quite literally almost straight at him and it's just flown straight through him. Uh, in, in crucial games like that, when you're at the bottom of the table, that's just not good enough. So, yeah, unfortunately, another goalkeeper is, uh, uh, is the zero uh, of the week. Uh, and then Mark, uh, do you want to go over the the zero? Uh, sorry, the hero um, of the week. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, as you can see on the screen, there is a small mistake there. Unfortunately, <laughs> we put the hero. Yeah, the, the zero was Runa uh, uh, Jarstein, and yeah, the zero was actually uh, the the hero was Marco Richter of Augsburg. Yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we, we thought we'd give it to him. There were some other good performances from, obviously, Thomas Muller, obviously, Vout Weghorst, but we thought, considering the opposition and the level of the game, we thought we'd give it to Marco Richter, who got the deciding goal against Gladbach and then also later added an assist as well. So, yeah, I mean, this was a really good performance for him. It was a really nice strike and, yeah, nice assist as well to give uh, Augsburg an excellent win. So, yeah. So that pretty much concludes the show for this week. So, yeah, um, just to remind you guys to check out our Twitter feed, which is at OverTheBarFB, and also our uh, www.otbfootball.net, which is, of course, our main website. You can see everything related to football on there. Of course, remember to check out the League One show as well, which I've done a few appearances on recently. So make sure you check it out and like it. But yeah, it's been another fantastic week. Big matches here, there and everywhere. And we look forward to seeing you again next week for the next roundup.